The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I am Roscoe Tim Toscobble, a half-elf rogue, and I miss Grace terribly uh, when I have time to miss her between hiding and stabbing. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed, half-orc cleric, and I'm really wondering, whatever happened to Hot Carl? Melvin Hardmeat, High Elf, Wizard, son of Philip Demetri, son of Gillisir, Master <laughs> of the Free Company, Defender! Of his enormous manhood, a shining example of chivalry and champagne. Previously on the very good, oh, yeah, the very good adventuring team, I'm. <laughs> you guys aren't like a bunch of weirdos, are you? Like, what do you need a kid for? Define weirdo. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Genghis knows of a kid, for sure. He knows a super brave, super heroic little kid. Awesome. It's his... nephew. Uh-oh. Brave as can be, this little this little guy who told him you guys needed some help saving the world. He said, oh, yeah, I'm gonna you know, go help save the world, yeah! You should be like, hey, Genghis, um, don't open this for a while, okay? Gives him a little high five, and he's like, "See, look, he's going out with the gods. Really gonna do this? You're really gonna save the world, mate?" Peg Harms like, "All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, it's such a funny voice. So I'm gonna save the world, though." Is this like the Titanic or something that we're riding? As in, is it destined to sink? Depends on whether or not you can save it. Y'all have been teleported out to a boat. You think to yourself, "I'm on a boat." Never thought I'd be on a boat. But there you are on the bong swale, raging in the high seas. It's actually a fairly calm and clear day. You've met the crew, who includes Captain Chibi, Beryl, Makaiju, Shingo, Ikuko, Mehmet, and Telu. Kaiju. It doesn't, what does that mean? Kaiju, not Makaiju, which is the crew member, but Kaiju is... I think it's just like Japanese for big monster or something like that. That makes sense. That's what they call the big monsters in uh, Pacific Rim. I don't know if it actually means that or if they just made that up. Oh, kaiju is a Japanese word meaning strange creature. In English, it has come to mean monster or giant monster, referring to creatures of large size seen in movies from Asia. Many kaiju movies are made in Japan. It is a type of tokusatsu entertainment. I don't know what that word means either, but hey, this isn't a vocabulary show. So there you are, out on the high seas with all of these various characters around the ship. And, uh, well, let's let's play it out this way, because, uh, you know, it's getting fairly... Well, it's starting to get a little bit later for us here. So I'm going to ask you guys, do you want to roleplay around the ship and meet the cast and crew? Or do you want to get straight on to the exciting part? Let's uh, roleplay a little bit. Yeah. Roleplay. So it's late in the day? Yeah, let's say it's about five in the afternoon-ish. I'm really surprised you guys made this choice, by the way. Uh, but thankfully, I was vaguely prepared. It's about, uh, yeah, five o'clock in the afternoon out on the open seaway. It's, uh, it's late-ish in the fall sort of season. So, you know, the sun's starting to get a little bit low, but it's still bright and sunshiny out. How's this uh, ship propelled? This ship is propelled by four, or sorry, three sails. I thought you were going to say chocobos for some reason. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I thought that was just a land thing. Oh, yeah. God, would they just have them in the water splashing away? Well, they put them on hamster wheels. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, down below deck. So is this like a cruise ship, or like how many people are on this place? On you the ship? I don't really know what the uh, right term for ships of various sizes are, but the captain and crew, there's a total of seven, and that's everybody. So it's not a huge ship. Uh, like a sloop. Sure, we'll go with sloop. It's a schooner! 
No, nobody. Mall rats. Oh yeah, the sailboat in the picture. Yeah. And um, then he, the next kid that comes up, and he's like, "It's a schooner, dumbass." So, is this is this like a charter ship just for us? Basically, yeah. They knew you were coming, so they baked a cake. Cool. I mean, really? Do they have cake? Yeah. There's a big cake on. There's a big pink sheet cake on the deck with crude portraits of you done in icing. Scurvy oh. cake. And it was uh, it was Shingo. Shingo made you guys a, a beautiful, beautiful cake with a, with surprisingly accurate renditions of you guys done in icing on the top of it. Where you got icing on a boat like this? Who knows? Probably made it out of his bleeding the blood from his bleeding gums. <laughs> they don't have scurvy. <laughs> well, I mean, wait. <laughs> oh, maybe they got a little scurvy. <laughs> I was gonna just say no either way, but on a roll of a seven, I feel like that's low enough. Uh, who's so the they're all salivating because they made this, uh, they made the icing and whatnot on this cake out of pineapple, uh, grapefruit. Oh, grapefruit's pink, right? That's it. So it's grapefruit frosting, and these guys are like, we seriously have fucking scurvy because we've been saving this cake for you. Got a little scurvy from saving the citrus. Just a bit of the scurvy. Can you have a little scurvy? Is yeah, it maybe an all right, or nothing yeah. thing? Right when it sets in. Yeah. You get maybe, what is it, like your eyes get a little yellow? And what, what do you think, guys? Should we take this cake back to the down below and just <laughs> throw it overboard? <laughs> 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 well, let's share it with these fellas. All right. And ladies, I don't know if there is there lady sailors aboard. There are people who identify as just about anything you can think of on this boat. Fantastic. Let's share it with everybody. Huzzah! Captain Chibi is very excited by your gesture and uh, pulls out their their big old scimitar and slices the sheet cake. And there's huzzas and raised glasses of rum all around. Oh oh oh! You're deciding to roll dice. <sighs> I don't want any. I'm feeling kind of seasick. Oh. Colvick yeah. is clinging to the rail. Mm-hmm. Just not meant for the high seas, apparently. I could see that. Or the low seas. Or really any seas. Not a, not not a seaman. Great. Stomach's not feeling great. This is the first time I've been uh, away from land, so I didn't know it beforehand. Do you enough. remember when we burned that guy alive and stuck him up a giant's ass? <laughs> <laughs> I barf. <laughs> uh, that wasn't a pleasant uh, image, and uh, there it goes. On deck or over deck? Um, uh, <laughs> over deck. Over deck. I have a do- over decker. Could have. Uh, could be a little of both. Uh, I think with a sixteen, it was a it was a good solid over. Right over. Looking a little green there, but. I got enough shit about the Melvin chewing at the end of the episode. I don't think we need to try and make our listeners throw up too. I probably let me let me see if I can. I am not leaving that in the episode. You have to now. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to lose it. <laughs> oh my god. With stu- uh, what is that? Play oh, stupid Jesus. games? Oh, with stupid oh, oh, oh. Did you almost throw up there? No. I made myself throw up doing that one time at Christmas. <laughs> How did you get the little burp noise in there and not throw up? It was so... Oh. Uh. Oh. I'm a little queasy now. That was not... Don't ever do that That's again. That's the second time I've got tears from laughing. This <laughs> episode. <laughs> I uh, did that at Valley Fair. I almost got kicked off a ride. I can understand why. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. That was pretty funny. It was on the power tower. I remember it well. <laughs> Too real. Kolvik heaves over the side. All the other sailors are kind of like, oh, oh, hey, and, you know, they're, they're used to seeing this, right? This boat, uh, this boat does some passenger work here and there, so they're accustomed to people uh, heave-hoeing over the side. Yep. And uh, everybody's sitting around and enjoying their cake, their pink sheet cake with grapefruit. You can see the scurvy melting away. 
don't know, everybody's a little more perky and everybody's a little more energetic. I really, I literally don't know what the symptoms of scurvy are. Their scurvy scales fall from them. Scurvy scales? <laughs> I hate alliteration. Ooh. Characterized by swollen, bleeding gums and the opening of previously healed wounds. Good lord, that's disgusting. <laughs> How old can the wounds be? Why have so them? many old wounds? Yeah, like going back to what? How old were you like? <laughs> Apparently, though, there are still 20,000 cases in the United States per year. Currently. People eat like shit. Yeah, there was the one kid in the UK that went blind from eating like chicken nuggets for every meal or something like that. French fries, wasn't it? French fries, sounds right. Late symptoms of scurvy. Well, let's talk more just about the early symptoms because I don't want to get too gross. Yeah, there we go. Fatigue and rash are among the scurvy symptoms. So yeah, these the sailors perk up a little bit, both at the sugar and at the uh, the vitamin C that I assume is in grapefruit. And everybody's just a little bit happier for having you guys on the ship because, well, there was some talk about throwing the sheet cake overboard and they're just real relieved that that didn't happen. <laughs> Kovac, maybe you can make some like oranges or something for these guys. Oranges? Well, I, I guess I could, but I'm kind of distracted. Uh, at the moment. Oh. If you're nauseous and you try and create food, does it just all come out really like nasty? Ju- like juice. <laughs> like, that's just sprays oh, no. on it. <laughs> that would be okay. They'd probably be okay with that. Yeah, just, just some orange juice. It's okay, yeah. though. No one's forced. Nope, you. I'm not trying. Well, what sort of, what sort of, uh, what would you, what, what do you, what do you guys want to do? What do you guys want to do on this boat before the big ominous thing happens? How, um, how long are we going to be on this boat for? You have several days worth of journey. You're about three quarters of the way there. Oh, boy. Sailors like to gamble. Ooh. Ooh. And drink, probably. Yo, ho, ho. They've all got rum. They've got rum. Grog, more likely. They're like deck sweepings. Deck sweepings? <laughs> That's what they're smoking. <laughs> That's <what> <laughs> have some deck sweepings and grog. You haven't played Pogs in a while? Ooh. Are these guys uh, cultured enough to... Know anything about Pogs? Pogs are the game of everyone. <laughs> These people. Uh, let's say, why don't you roll me a, roll me up a D6. One. One. Beryl, the first mate, swaggers over with a, with a pink frosting mustache and a cup of rum and says, uh, so which one of you fellers likes to play the Pogs? <laughs> That's not how I pictured his voice. <laughs> he swaggers over. Which one of you fellers wants to play? <laughs> hey there. So we're playing Pogs. Pogdidly Wogs. Hey. <laughs> what? I just saw the picture of the first mate. <laughs> of the what? First mate. Oh yeah, that's the guy up in the corner there. <laughs> Fuck, now I can't remember what kind of an accent I did for him. He's kind of a Ned Flanders. <laughs> you want to play po- Poggers? Plays in the Poggers. So, so the yeah, he's he's like fucking. You guys are all just staring at him when he's like, "Do you want to play Pogs?" Or are you guys gonna fucking right? We want to play Pogs. Fucking right. No, they're gonna days. they're gonna set up a barrel. I feel like because that's what you have on ships is a bunch of barrels and and you guys set about playing pogs. Who's gonna play pogs against barrel first? Barrel on the barrel. Who's gonna put barrel over the barrel? B e r y. I will. By the way, Melvin. Melvin steps up to the plate. He pulls out his slammer. Barrel. What what would be a, a a slammer worthy of a seaman? Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I would say man, we already um The Pale Whale. Hmm. The Pale Whale. <laughs> Four. We get one more. The Pale Whale. The Pale Whale is what I wrote for no reason. Is a slammer of pure alabaster with a cartoonish but very well carved whale upon it and uh and he whips out a, a stack of pogs and he says all right then wizard let's get to it right. i cannot keep a fucking accent for a life of me um and let's see here colvic roll me a d8 
D8, you say? One. This guy's got a plus one modifier. Oh, no. I'm going to destroy this guy. Yeah, because what do you have? A plus five? I have a plus four. Four. I have my pearl slammer from the clam slam. And I get to add my proficiency bonus, which is a plus six. So. How's your proficiency plus six? Isn't it? Pretty is sure. That, what did it, oh, yeah, I suppose it's gone up a couple times since. Fucking A. I personally, I personally have never gotten to play a character up to level 18. So I don't know what it's like at these lofty heights. It's probably why I suck at DMing so bad against it. Pretty great. You're basically invincible. That's what I hear. Over and over and over and over and over again. All right, let's get it on. Let's get it the fuck on. He's He is so... Well, let's see here. Yeah, he's intimidated enough by your beautiful Pearl Slammer that he's not even going to suggest gambling on the first one. All right. Wow. This is just a gentleman's game, then. We're playing for funsies. <laughs> Yo-ho. <laughs> All right. Roll him up, wizard. That's a 14 over here. That is a 28. Kaboom! <laughs> Man, you just smash those fucking pogs on the first round through, and then you stack them up for the second throw. Oh, God. I don't think you can lose. The 12 over here. Uh, natural 20 plus 10 is a 30. You're, you raise your hand and the sunlight glints off of the pearlescent slammer in your hand. It glints in the eyes of Beryl and he like squints a little bit. I he... slam right through him. Uh, <laughs> right, through, right through the bottom of the ship and we start sinking. <laughs> you slam your slammer down and the pogs go crazy high in the air and they all come down in whatever configuration means that you win. Because I don't actually know how to play Pogs. <laughs> it just spells out you win. Nice. Perfectly. <laughs> and Melvin destroys Beryl in the first game of Pogs. Do any of these uh, sea people have like peg legs or... <laughs> Are you going to try and do Rocket? Yeah. Rocket I'm and try, try to gamble. Some for someone's fucking leg? Uh, let's see. Let's see who's got a. Let's see who's got a got a thing here. Let's first roll. Actually, why am I rolling? You roll me a d20 to see if you're lucky enough. Fourteen. Yeah, fourteen's lucky enough. Uh, let's say that Mimet. Mimet. What do you What do you want? You want uh, Do you want a peg leg or a hook hand? Oh. oh. Peg Peg leg would be cool for like beaten possibly with, but a hook hand. Hook hand's pretty cool. I'm gonna go with the hook hand, but I'm also gonna say I want them both, so. Oh let's, man. Let's start with the hook hand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you point over to Mimet and you're like, how much for the hand, basically, or do you want to play for the hand? And, uh, and Mimet, Roscoe, why don't you roll me a d8? And I'm gonna roll a d8 too, and we're gonna take the higher of the two. Nice. Mamet has a hook hand and a plus eight modifier. So what are you going to put up as equal or greater value to Mamet's hand? Oh, uh, well, what does Mamet want? Uh, In orange. (laughs) (laughs) Desperately. He just points towards your wiener, the cod piece. I gave that away. Yeah, the cod piece Oh, you already did that, huh? Mamet saunters over with their hook hand. And pulls out a solid gold slammer. And you almost, you, you gotta be almost assured that this is like an illegal weight. But, well, it's what they got to play with. And Emmett sinks their, their hook hand. Let's say it's their left hand. They sink the hook into the barrel as they sidle up to it. And they're like, hmm. For the hook? Uh, your jacket. My bomber jacket? Oh, yeah. They want the bomber jacket. That's oh. the stakes. You're already talking about getting rid of it. That's true. And I do have that crazy robe of eyes or whatever that I bought the last time. So, all right, you're on, Mamet. Cool. Bomber jacket for hook hand. All right, we might have to get some new drawings made up here after this episode. <laughs> uh, you know what, Roscoe? Why don't you roll for, for Mamet? You got a plus eight modifier. Go ahead and shake it out. Fifteen. 
15 plus 8 or 7 plus 21. Alright, that's one for Melvin. Roll it up again. 24. 15. Ooh, oh, one and one. No. Hook hand for bomber jacket. It's still up in the air. 15. 18. Oh! <laughs> Very nice. Your pog slams down and then and not as decisive of a victory as you're used to. Uh, you claim the hook hand. They uh, and they like like it's like thunked into the barrel, and they just like undo the strap and walk away from it. So they leave it sitting there in the in the uh, in the barrel for you to claim. What do you think it smells like on the inside of that thing? Ooh, I well. have a pretty good idea of what it smells like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it smells like the furthest back corner of a YMCA men's locker room. Alright. I'm going to leave it there. I'm gonna be like, Kolvik, let's play. Loser has to lick the inside of that hand. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I just do a little <laughs> 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 Okay. Oh, but you're gonna muscle up and do We're it? I'm gonna muscle up and do it though. Yes. Alright, well throw down. Every now everybody's cheering because they all want to see you lick the inside of this <laughs> hook lick, handle. Lick, lick, <laughs> lick, lick. <laughs> oh, I gotta yeah, my profi- I mean I'm kinda at the same status, aren't I? What if the lick the lick what would they be? What would they be chanting? Lick the slick. Lick <laughs> the slick. <laughs> oh. So Cause you know it'd be sweaty and salty in there. I gotta remind myself, so I, I just get proficiency, correct? Uh, you have a pog that gets you a bonus, if I recall, although I don't recall which one. I think you've got a slammer that's got a plus two. Because Melvin, I know Melvin's was better. Melvin's is a plus four. But your proficiency bonus should be the same. Yeah, six, and then I'd be, so just my eight to your ten. All right. All right. What's your... I don't, that's what I was saying, I don't, I don't, not sure if I had a special... Ah, fuck it. We're gonna play it this way anyway. Okay. I, th- I didn't think it was a pog. I thought you went through training and then you just got like a natural ability or something. Well, he—that's what got him so that he could use his proficiency bonus. Oh, yeah. But I thought there was also a pog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I, I I can't remember all the pogs we made up. We're gonna play it out this way. You get your plus eight. You get mm-hmm. your plus ten. Roll Holy it up, slammer. boys. Holy slammer! Holy slammer! Twenty. 24. Oh, that's one for Melvin. I stick my tongue out. I just eye the slime. It glistens and drips in the sun. 20. 11. Oh. I rolled a 1. Natty 1. Oh. I didn't even like hit the table. I, like... All right. <laughs> yeah, you just fumble it off. <laughs> so I just kind of look at you. Hold up the V. Because they're just tonguing at each other on the deck here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you get to both raising your hands. 27. 30. No! I rolled another 20. 20. I got a 19. (laughs) (laughs) Does Kolvik take a lick and immediately... Oh, wait. What? No, we got to do this the D&D way. Make a constitution save. Okay. With disadvantage, because you've already barfed once today. With the constitution save. Saving throw for constitution. So I can see if I... <laughs> I already barfed once today. And not long ago. That's true. I was thinking if I had anything cool that I don't have to, you know, get disadvantage on, but I don't see anything, so... If you were a dwarf, you could just go over there and just... You could rub it in your face. They got, they're super hardy <laughs> for that, but... I'm not a dwarf today. Super hard. Oh, dang it. With disadvantage, that's going to be a 15. A 15? You hold your stomach. Whoa. Yeah, it was going to be a... It was a 12 was the number I was looking for. So you... You're going to barf into the hand. (laughs) (laughs) And then hand it to you. (laughs) Here's your hook cup of barf. Kolovic holds his his stomach. He does not throw up after regrettably licking the inside of the hook hand. What does it taste like? What it tastes shame and regret, and then also a little bit like seawater, strangely enough. What are you eating? Is it like greasy on the inside? Yeah, like somebody put a whole bunch of cholesterol in there. 
<laughs> like the texture of Vaseline. <laughs> well, probably. I bet you they use like whale oil or something in there to lube it up. <laughs> Yar, put some blubber on my stump. <laughs> oh. On me stump. <laughs> they just got like a mug in their room. <laughs> just stump <laughs> blubber. That's how black and grammy around the rim of the mug. <laughs> you know, they put like denture and water like every night. Every night they just put the stump in this thing. <laughs> well, no, I meant their stump is their arm. Like, oh, I thought you meant the hook part. The hook? No, that's the stump goes into the hook part. <laughs> they, have, they take their stump off. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a prosthetic fake cut off arm. <laughs> and then at the end of it, a hook. <laughs> yeah, like your arm's actually cut off at the elbow, and then you put on a prosthetic forearm to then put on a prosthetic hand. <laughs> 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 it's all I've got. <laughs> that's a that's an elaborate commitment to the hook hand. It is, but it, I suppose it would be weird to have a hook at your elbow, because you know what would you even do with that? All right, looks like I'm pog champion of the bong swale. <laughs> I feel like that should go that should go on your sash and your uh, your Boy Scout sash where you put all your Melvin hard meat. Night of night whatever we're night of. Of Dojo Land. Pog champion Pog of the Bong champion Swale. champion of the Bong Swale. Clam jam champ. Champ champion. Clam champ. Clam jam champion. Clam jam chickity champion. I almost feel like these are like patches, like old, rugged, like misfits patches and stuff. Just all the cool things mm-hmm. you've accomplished in life. Yeah, well, shit, man, and like you could uh, you could do your like major image and make make patches and then make them real, <laughs> stitch them <laughs> yeah. up. So you can make them whatever you wanted to. We got a couple days to kill. <laughs> I come out like a general. <laughs> I really wish that there was more medals and awards in real life, so that I could be decorated like a general, like a Korean North Korean general. Have you seen those guys' uniforms? It's insane. Like, they have the huge fake shoulders in them, and it's just like, they're fucking, like, lousy with medals. It's crazy. Well, after a rousing game of pogs and sheet cake and rum all around, you guys are feeling pretty good. Getting to be early evening, let's call it 7 p.m. Oh, wait, is, um... Oh, oh, oh. Is Paghorn with us? Oh, oh yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Paghorn and Grace, right? <laughs> Uh, no, Grace is, you assume, on a different boat coming at you from the other direction. Oh, I didn't realize there was two ships heading. Why would she come at us from a different direction? Because she's coming from the other continent. Well, why wouldn't Exert just beam her all in the same boat? Because there's another boat. Why wouldn't we all be on the same boat? Because there's more people coming from the other continent. There's things happening in the world that you don't know about. Well, why wouldn't we have asked about it? <laughs> I don't know. Why the fuck didn't you ask about it when you had her in front of you? Well, I didn't know that was the plan. Uh, that was last thing I knew, we were just talking to her, and then next thing I knew, we were on the bong swale. Well, I didn't mean to completely railroad you guys, but you'd still be fucking pulling your pod back in Redain if I didn't shove you along every now and again. Fair enough. Oh, I miss pulling my pod in Redain. <laughs> This is simple life. Back before you were saving the world. You can pull it on a boat, but it's not the same. What's the... The pod in Rodane. I feel like it's a little... The same as I pull in the pod in Rodane. Not the same. I was thinking almost more like... Oh, a like a... Weird poetic, like... Pulling your pod in Rodane. I was thinking of, like, simple Ricks. Whatever. <laughs> oh. Remember the... Yeah, that... Way back. There was a man who was pulling his putt in a day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was a simpler time. The Pepperidge Farm Remembers kind of now, commercial. Now simple we, simple yeah. Roscoe's putt. Yeah. <laughs> now we on a ship for everyone to pull his putts. <laughs> Roscoe's putt remembers. <laughs> I remember getting pulled in Redane. <laughs> Go back to a simpler time. Go back to Pud and Roscoe. <laughs> Simple Roscoe's. Picture your hang down with a smiley face drawn on it. <laughs> I remember getting pulled. No thick New England accent. <laughs> Well, howdy, VGAT fans. Welcome on back to this year's show. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank all of our lovely and wonderful patrons. Aaron, Axolotl, Bay Area Beer Socials, a.k.a. Babs, Brian, Chad, DM Rob, Eloise, Gerg Murky, Jimothy, Jody, Justin, Kathy, Nerdcant, Victor, and Zachary. Your generosity is wonderful, and it keeps this show going like gangbusters. I think a lot of folks wonder if the things they donate actually make a difference, both on Patreon and elsewhere. But I can promise you that your continuing contributions make a difference, directly. I can admit there's times where I think to myself, you know, this podcasting thing is really cutting into my drinking time. But then I remember all of you loving what we do enough to help pay our bills. How can I turn my back on you, my beloved patrons? The answer is, I can't. You know, we're starting to make some serious talk about the next campaign, and I'm super excited about it. I've spent quite a bit of time on it so far, and I really hope you folks like what we're putting together. And, uh, you know, that is because of all of you, our blessed patrons. Hey, by the way, you remember social media? Well, we do. Most of the time. We have a presence on Facebook with our The Very Good Adventuring Team page. Go out there and give us a like, you fuckers. Or if you're more of a Twitter person, we are at VGA Team over there. That's V-G-A-T-E-A-M. So I know that social media is normally like the fire hose blast of constant updates and content from people, and like, you know, that's super cool for a lot of people, but that's just never really going to be us. We post when we have something to share or if we find something worth sharing, but by and large, you don't have to worry about us inundating your feed. So you can find our Patreon and our social media stuff on our website, thevgat.com. That's T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. We'd love to have you stop by and pay us a visit if you got the time, and uh, you know, it really gives us a tickle. Of course, you can also find links to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other various podcast aggregators out there. Or you can even find it in the RSS feed to subscribe directly on the site. Hey, one other thing I forgot to mention about Patreon. We have a bunch of little uh, clips and extra bits on there, most of which are not locked up behind the paywall. The few things that are behind the paywall are things like... uh, Well, they just kind of pushed the line a little bit, and, you know, they didn't make it into episodes. Now, you might wonder why I haven't posted anything on there in a little while, and I'm not afraid to tell you that it's because we have a little something special planned for all of you when this campaign wraps up. That's right, an episode of All Just Clips. But all that aside, I really would like you folks to go check out the video that Sam, who plays Kolvik, put together on making music for our episodes. And in case you haven't figured this out yet, he creates original music for nearly every single episode, and he's made over five hours of original stuff for our little dick and fart joke podcast. It's amazing. He's amazing. Well, anyway, I don't want to ramble on too long. Suffice to say, we love our patrons, we love all of our listeners, and we make stuff for you, and we hope you like it. I hope you're having the best day you've ever had as we get back into the action. So there you are on the deck, and yes, your new friend is there with you, whose name I just temporarily forgot, Pagharm. Pagharm is there. Uh, Pagharm, I feel like, is probably below decks. I mean, Pagharm is a heroic and noble little orc, but uh, probably not necessarily appropriate to be up up on the upper deck drinking rum with a bunch of sailors. So Upper decking. Upper decking with some sailors. He's down below drinking rum. Yep, straight Not, from the bottle. Nobody wants to lower duck. That's too old-fashioned. Maybe Pagharm is, is like, downstairs bartending. <laughs> so, bartend junior, I like it. I mean, that's what they all did in the fucking 50s, was, like, you taught your kids how to mix drinks so that you didn't have to stop partying. Playing Sheep's Head and Four Corners and Gin Rummy and whatnot. And your the fuck is Sheep's Head? Sheep's Head? Card game? Uh, I think it's a kind of a Wisconsin thing. I've never met anybody not from Wisconsin that knew how to play it. Is it like Euchre or Fuffer? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's one of those uh, Trump-style games, like... Uh, tricks? Yep, taking tricks. Tricks are for kids. So I put, I put in Sheep's Head, and it came up to a fish with teeth. Ooh, God. <laughs> we have sheep's, oh, sheep's, oh, sheep's Head. Sheep's Heads are fucking weird. They have rocks in their you head. You we have... What? Not the kind with teeth. I know exactly the fish, are, the fish with people teeth. Yeah. I hate those things. I hate them too. That's what? fucking real? I, oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're bitten off a few people's nuts. How did they get access to the nuts? 
Oh, well. That's between the people and the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like that dude that was scuba diving and, and got his dick stuck in a a fucking, like a clam or something like that? Oh, no. He was oh. having a clam slam? <laughs> he was. He saw an orifice and, well, the high seas are pleasant and beautiful. The blue ocean stretches out in all directions as far as you can see. The sun's getting low. The weather is pleasant, temperate even. You're all settled in with cool glasses of rum and a belly full of grapefruit cake. I can't tell if grapefruit cake sounds good or not. Sounds terrible. It does sound terrible. Grapefruit frosting cake. I don't know what you would even do with that. Vanilla? Chocolate? I don't know. It all sounds wrong. But either way, in the moment it was beautiful and delightful and good. And there you all are. The sailors are milling about their business, doing sailory sailor things. Kolvik, what are you doing? Have you recovered yet? From licking the the stump hook. Um, I mean, your whole I day of... Uh, what? Your whole day of nausea. I, I feel exhausted. Um, I feel exhausted and tired. Okay. So this is sort of like walking a marathon, having to travel through this. It's like Gross. I never stopped. And I'm hungry, though. Gained my appetite back finally and uh, ready to ready to get back to my old self. Maybe some raisins will settle your stomach? Yeah, I'm going to go for some raisin. Dramamine raisins. <laughs> Roscoe, how about you? What are you doing with your time on deck? I'm drinking with the sailors and singing shanties. Ooh. I wish we all knew a sailor shanty that we could all sing right now. Me too. Everyone knows how good of voices we all have. Melvin? What occupies Melvin's evening? Quietly staring off into the sunset, contemplating things to come, or some shit like that. Just as the sun settles beyond the horizon and the sea goes unnaturally still for a moment, you hear the first signs of a, a yelp and a surprise as something has slithered its way onto the deck. Then you hear another yelp of surprise coming from the other side of the ship as something else has slithered onto the ship, or so it seems. Everyone is now alert and aware, and you hear somebody yell, It's the Kraken! And sure enough, you see the tentacles are all but one beast. Kevin the Kraken has risen to smash your ship. Kevin the Kraken? Roll for initiative. Oh yeah, I can finally move you guys on to the Kraken map and do do do. Oh fucking a! I almost always roll for shit on initiative, and for once I did not. Roscoe, tell me about your initiative roll. Eighteen. Kolvik. Three. Uh, six. Melvin. Nineteen. Captain Chibi got a 17, Shingo got a 15, Mimet an 11, Tulu got a 10, Barrel a 7, Makaiju 6, Ikuko a 13, and Kevin the Kraken got an 18. Roscoe, you will be going in front of Kevin the Kraken because you have a higher dexterity score. So one thing that is going to play out on this map is the fact that the Kraken is everywhere. So for Roscoe, what that means is that you will always get a sneak attack um, because you will always be, or the Kraken will always be within five feet of an ally. Um, but it That's means cool. there's basically no way to get like flanking or advantage on this thing because it's fucking everywhere. And Melvin, you are the first to go. Hmm. Do I um, have a place where I could erect a prismatic wall or a boob? Um, could you erect a boob? What's the size on the boob? I was just looking at that. It says up to, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. All right. No, that's right. It can be a wall or a sphere, right? Let me see. This fucking description's like 20 pages. Seriously. When I look at the description for Prismatic Wall, it says a shimmering, multicolored plane of light forms a vertical, opaque wall up to 90 feet long, 30 feet high, and 1 inch thick. Centered on a point you see within range. Alternatively, you can shape the wall into a sphere up to 30 feet in diameter. Centered on a point you choose within range. 
So, the what I'm reading from that is that you could make a prismatic wall. Uh, you're just limited. It's an up to rather than like a, a whatever else. So, I don't know that you can make it happen in a place where a thing already is, though. But probably. But yeah. Yeah, go ahead and uh, do up a prismatic wall. Wherever you like. Well, I guess kind of in a little... I'm in the middle of the ship. Or pretty close thereabouts. And it looks like I have maybe 5, 10... Maybe 15 feet or so around me that I might be able to erect a boob. So I will erect a boob. You're going to boob it up on this here map. Uh, and you can basically specify allies, right? So everybody that you want to be... That's... Yeah. That can pass in and out of it, can pass in and out of the Freely Through the Boob, as a past episode is titled. Alright, so let's draw a big red circle, since that will stand out on this map. So do you want to just basically center it on the center of the ship? No, like, basically... I know that I have a pocket of around 15 feet, so I want to center it in this kind of pocket that's cracking free at the moment, I guess. Let's see what we can do here. Uh, and the the way the Kraken... Oops, that was dumb. The way the Kraken's drawn on the map is not, like, how it actually is, basically. It's just fucking everywhere. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I know potentially there's a portion right now, or maybe it's tentacles or not. Yeah, and that's where I'm trying to inflate my boob. Cool. Uh, let's see here. I think that's about... How does that look for you? Sure. That's fine. Alright. So there is a prismatic boob of protection erected on the deck of this ship. And... that happened. And I will move to somewhere in the middle of the boob. You are in the boob. And I'm gonna yell... Got a boob over here. <laughs> Get to the booba. Boob here. Get to the booba. Come get your booba. Come inside my boob. So is this arm in the boob or is there nothing in the boob? Uh, there is no kraken in the boob. I assume that is the end of your turn. It is. Excellent. Freaking boobs. Roscoe, you're going to get the next turn. I'm going to jump into the boob. Jump into I'm the boob. I'm drawing on the thing. Am I drawing? <laughs> You're on the draw tool. Click on the little mouse arrow. Actually, I'm outside the boob still. I haven't moved yet. If that's okay. Sure. Reconsider. I would attack before I jump in the boob. Excellent. Because, yeah, projectiles can't go through the boob, right? Mm, I don't think so. Do. Because last time we played the whole inside-outside boob game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, Into so the boob, out of the boob. Attacking with my daggers. Dagger it up. 23 and 20. 23 and 20 are both hits to the Kraken. And this is a sneak attack, obviously. Do it up. All right. So 11 base damage there with the uh, proper hand weapon. And 33 sneak attack damage. Cool. And uh, 5 damage with my offhand. Right on. Total of 49 damage to Kevin the Kraken. And I'll scoot in the boob, if I may. Scoot <laughs> into the boob. If I may. All right. In the boob. On the end of Roscoe's turn, the, the Kraken is going to... Uh, it's actually going to take an etern- uh, uh, a legendary action, rather. And it is going to take a tentacle attack on that legendary action, if I can find the right stinking button to do it. It is making this tentacle attack against Captain Chibi, by the way. No! No, no, Captain Chibi! Captain Chibi! Captain Chibi is definitely struck by the 25 against its armor class. And... Let's see here is going to take 16 bludgeoning damage and is grappled. The captain is grappled. It now becomes Kevin the Kraken's actual turn. The first thing Kevin the Kraken is going to do is going to do what is called a fling, 
One large or smaller object held or uh, held or creature grappled by the Kraken is thrown up to 60 feet in a random direction and knocked prone. If a thrown target strikes a solid surface, the tag blah 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 blah. Um, so a random direction. We're gonna start with north and roll a d8 to determine that direction. Uh, so with an eight. The captain is thrown northwest, completely off of the ship, oh. and is... We'll just put him out here in the water. Ah! Oh no, Captain Chibi! Captain so, Chibi is hurled from the ship. I'm sorry, I think I missed it. Uh, for the grapple, was there any constitution... Uh, was there any saving throws to not be grappled? Uh, so the target is grappled on a successful hit, and then on their turn, they can try to escape. Okay. But if they're hit, they're grappled. And, and then the hit is a strength? Hmm? I mean, the... Um, the escape the, the, is either strength or dexterity. Oh, dexterity, okay. Oh, dang. Once it is to your turn. Oh, dang. Good news is, though, uh, the Kraken can only grapple up to ten targets. Oh. So, just... Oh, good. That's, you know, working in your favor. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Kevin the Kraken's second turn... Kevin is going to make a second tentacle attack. Uh, this one was against Shingo, by the way. Uh, and Shingo is going to get hit for show with that 19. Faux Shingo. That is 21 damage for Shingo. And then one more tentacle attack, this time against Ikugo. That is a 20 against their AC, which is certainly enough to hit them. And they are going to take 23 bludgeoning damage. Uh, and those two are, of course, both grappled. I'm going to put the little net icon on there to indicate that. Grapple, grapple. All right, so that is those sets of turns. We move on to Captain Chibi. Uh, Captain Chibi is going to attempt to swim towards the ship and does not make it any closer but continues to tread water. Shingo, having heard Melvin uh, to get into the boob, is going to take a couple of attacks first. Scimitar, scimitar, scimitar. Aggressive. Yeah, just... Went to Whalen Town. Uh, so that is going to be an 18, a 24, and a 21. All of those are hits. Kaboom, kabam, kabimbo. That right there is a grand total of 22 damage for the Kraken. And then they're going to gracefully dive. Oh, no, wait. They're not going to do anything because they chose to attack. They're not going to be able to run. I should have done that a little differently, but I'll just improve for the future. A Kuko is going to attempt to escape rather than attack. Uh, and that is a success. Ikuko is no longer restrained or grappled, rather, and is going to run into the protective shell of the boob. Shell of the boob, shell, shell of, the of the boob, shell of the boob. Shell of the boob. Mehmet is going to take three slashing attacks and then run into the boob. Uh, scimitar, scimitar. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually supposed to be scimitar, scimitar, dagger. But we're just going to roll forward with it the way that it was. 17 is a miss. 22 is a hit. 13 is a miss. 7 slashing damage to our friend the Kraken. And then Mimet is going to run into the starting to get crowded boob. Tilu! Tilu is going to do the same thing. Scimitar, scimitar, dagger! 23, 25, and 9. So one hit, one crit, and one miss. That is a total of 16 damage for Le Kraken. Uh, do, do, on that turn... Alright, so Telu is first going to run and get inside the boob, and the Kraken is going to take another legendary action here to strike out at Beryl, our old buddy from the Pogs game, with a 29. 
With a 29, that is for show a hit, and Barrel is going to be grappled and is going to take 22 bludgeoning damage. And then it's Barrel's turn. Barrel just got uh, a whole bunch of damage, and so is going to run inside of the boob after making a scimitar, a scimitar, and a dagger attack. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, that is an 8, 12, and a 15, all of which are misses, but Beryl does... Oh, goddammit. I keep fucking doing this. <laughs> Beryl would not have done that. Beryl would have made the strength save to get the fuck out of the grapple. Uh, so that is a 14. Beryl does not escape. Beryl is held on the deck. Makaiju is going to... Sweet name. Yeah. They're gonna. They're basically inside of the boob already. They're gonna take one step out, make a scimitar miss, scimitar miss, and dagger miss, and then shamefully step back into the boob for after a three. Like this thing is gigantic. How the fuck couldn't you have hit it? Truthfully, what's happening is it's bouncing off of the thick, rubbery, armored leg and tentacle of the uh, fucking thing. And Kolvik, at the bottom of the round, we finally come to your turn. All right. At this point, realizing that people are getting grappled, people are getting hung up, people are just getting all around crazy with the Kraken. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be running into my boob here. It's like so. Within touch range of Melvin and Roscoe. And mind, I'm going to cast Enhance Ability. Mm. And so, and I'm going to do it for Cat's Grace. So the target has advantage on dexterity checks. And so would that be, that's not dexterity saving though, is it? There's no save to not get grappled, but you could use dexterity to get out of the grapple. Okay, yeah. And that would count towards that, correct? Getting out if need Mm -hmm. be for the dexterity checks. It also does not take damage from falling 20 feet or less if it isn't incapacitated. Do you get to choose the ability? Incapacitated. How does that work? Do you get to choose which ability gets enhanced? Yeah, it's it's one of, like, just kind of strength, dexterity, charisma, intelligence. What does strength get you? Uh, double care, um, advantage on strength checks and doubling capacity. Oh, carrying capacity? Carrying capacity. Interesting. Okay. I figured that we all have probably better dexterity. And so if we did get grappled, we'd be able to uh, possibly break out if need be. So I'm going to do it at that higher level so I can get all three of us. Julio, you uh, slip a finger into both of your compatriots and <laughs> enhance ability. I'll have advantage. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. 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 Excellent. You enhance your friends. Anything else you'd like to do on a your turn? Um, you make your hand all pointy. I calculate like, all pointy. <laughs> I you stare at our buttholes and then... I reach in and then I sniff afterwards. <laughs> Just to make sure I got the right amount. And, uh, that's how you know it works. That's how you know it works. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy monkey. Kevin the Kraken is going to, at the end of Kolvik's turn, take another legendary action. This time, that legendary action is going to be the fling action. Oh no, who's getting flung? This time it is Beryl, the first mate. Oh no. Beryl gets flung in a random direction, only one of which is actually going to be okay. Hopefully he gets flung into the boob. Come on. Uh, 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 nope, that's going to be to the southeast. Ooh. Or sorry, southwest on a five. Uh, Pretty soon it's going to be, hey, free boat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's just straight south. That's what it is. So Beryl is now over the edge of the ship. You got two crew members out floating in the ocean. No. 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 So ends round one. So begins round two. Melvin, you're inside of the boob. The Kraken is cracking all around you. Um, I'm going to go out of the boob. And I'm going to make an image of a rope for Captain Chibi to Ooh. that'll 
extend out and hopefully he'll be able to grab it. Cool. Uh, are you holding the other end or? No, it's gonna run all the way from Captain Chibi um, back to right where the boob begins. Oh, look at that. And then I'm going to hop back in the boob. What is, uh, what's, what's, uh, securing the rope? Um, it's tied to, um, some really secure railing or something that's nearby. Okay. We'll, we'll give you that. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw with this pretty blue color. Yoink. A rope to Captain Chibi. Cool. A sweet name of a book. A rope to Captain Chibi. That sounds like a... That's right. <laughs> oh, you guys went gross with it. <laughs> Is that a hot rope? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a tail of back again. <laughs> I was going to try and be all fucking enlightened and say it sounded like a Gabriel Garcia Marquez book, but no, you guys turned it into a porno. <laughs> well, everything ends up eventually. A rope to Captain Chibi. Fuck <laughs> out, Captain Chibi. <laughs> Close your eyes. Not in your hair. <laughs> rope to Captain Chibi. Melvin, would you like to do anything else on your turn? Nope, that'll do it. Cool. Roscoe. I'm gonna step outside the boob and get stabby. Get stabby. Uh, 24 and 19. Those are both hits. My main hand weapon. It's 10 damage plus for the sneak attack. 30. 4 on my offhand. Excellent. You do a bunch of damage. Would you like to step back into the boob? Yeah, there you go. I certainly would. You return to the boob, and it returns to Kevin the Kraken's turn. The sweet bosom of safety. Uh, uh, uh. The Kraken takes a tentacle attack towards the boob. With a 32, it strikes the boob. And Melvin, I'm going to have you make 10d6 worth of flaming damage to the Kraken as its tentacle strikes down upon the prismatic wall's outer shell. Alright, 10d6. Alright, we're going to roll a buttload of dice. And the Kraken shall make a dexterity save. Oops, that's the wrong dice. Oof. That was a real shitty roll. As you can expect, three ones in that one, but uh, rolled for 31 damage. Julio, 31 damage to Kevin the Kraken, who failed their save. And the... Episode 108, Hog Champion of the Bongs Whale, was released on October 27th, 2019. Are you ready for more VGAD? Are you ready? It's okay if you're not, because you got a whole week to prepare yourself for more VGAD. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. Did you guys ever watch uh, The State? MTV's skit comedy show is kind of like when Kids in the Hall and a bunch of other shit was popular so that MTV came out with their own. Yeah, but I don't remember any of it. They had one that was like that, that was like the Pepperidge Farm Remembers almost, but it was Call Me Old Fashioned. And the best one, the only one I can remember, I think they did it a bunch of times, but the best one was, it's this guy walking along this like peaceful, serene lakeside. And he goes, call me old fashioned, but I think we should worship the sun and moon as powerful gods and fear them. And then he just walks off to like some soft music playing.
I don't know why I thought it was so funny at the time. <laughs> it still tickles me to think about here and there. I mean, you guys get it right. Old fashioned, like way, way. On. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody says, oh, that's funny. You know, you've struck gold. <laughs> I'm quitting my day job, getting into stand 